Cool. And, uh... Hey, welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. Yes, the second hour-long episode. If you, In case you haven't heard, we are now doing hour-long episodes every Friday That's on right. special topics. That's right. Stefan, do you want to tell them what special topic we're talking about today? Today? Topic? Today? <laughs> today we're talking about nostalgic movies. Yes, specifically ours. <laughs> ours, yeah. I mean, duh. But yes, our <laughs> our specifically favorite nostalgic movies. Yes, and before it becomes any bit of a surprise, we are both male who were born around the same area geographically, right. as well as were raised generally the same and are the same age. So <laughs> uh, don't be surprised if we have some overlapping movies that we both like definitely definitely well how about how about you start it off how about you start it off because oh, i'm still shit. kind of pulling up the notes oh damn okay well i mean i sent them all to you so why don't we talk about <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites that kind of introduced me into like adult humor and okay. that's uh who framed roger rabbit absolutely i love that movie to death i love that movie uh i feel like if i wasn't such a lazy sack of shit i would have been an animator in my time yeah and that's because uh, you know Roger Rabbit had a lot to do with that. I love the animation Roger Rabbit. It was truly awesome and groundbreaking for the time. I mean, they had other stuff like that around that time period. They had Cool World and a few other things. But Roger Rabbit just was cleanest out definitely. of all those movies. Definitely, definitely. It has such a, like a, what's the name of the name? The main actor in that movie? What's his name? Hopkins. Hopkins. Um, fuck. What's his name? Bob Hop. Bob. Uh, Bob Hop. Or Hoskins. Hoskins. Maybe it was Hoskins. Shit, I forgot the actual, like, if there's an S or there isn't in there, but Bob Hopkins. Hop- <laughs> <laughs> Bob Hobgoblin. Yeah, Bob the Hoppy Hopkins was in that movie. Yeah, and I loved his performance, man. Well, it kind of like, when I was a kid, I thought it was really crazy that, you know, that scene when, uh, after they meet with, like, the crocodile um, bad guys that, you know, there's the kids smoking cigarettes, like, on you the mean, trolley like the train. coyote bad guys? Were they coyotes or alligators? No, I'm talking about the alligators that they meet alligators are they like crocodiles are you talking about the mobsters yeah. who work for christopher lloyd those are like weasels oh shit yeah what the fuck is my problem okay they, well they definitely have fur yeah okay so you know like when they're talking with the weasels inside of like the office building like the scene right after that are the kids smoking cigarettes and i remember being like five years old thinking what the fuck like, i know kids are smoking so and they're cool. drinking they're like drinking and smoking cigarettes and then that movie has cuss words and all those things in it and i don't know like, a lot of sexual innuendo. yeah hell yeah uh, Oh. Well, an abysmal amount. And Jessica Rabbit is like the hourglass figure. Can you imagine? Woman. Can you imagine if she was a real person and how terrifying that would be? Uh, just proportional wise. Imagine if someone's just the thinnest fucking thigh and then just chest like blow. It's like Kim Kardashian's ass, but up on her chest. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure there's some <laughs> people out there who are kind of shaped like that, but uh, Jessica Negri is like the closest I can think of of a, of a real life. Yeah. Jessica Rabbit. And to do a slight behind the scenes, can you make sure my uh, headphone jack is plugged in all the yeah, way? Yeah, is it kind of fucked up? Yeah, it's kind of going a little back and forth and shit. Uh, Better? Fu- no, but I can hear I can hear that my mic is working. That's okay. all that really matters. It's just weird when it cuts in like that. <laughs> okay, cool. Now it's gone. Now it's gone? Uh, okay. Oh, it's okay now. All right, so yes, yeah, so <laughs> going back to Jessica Rabbit. Wait, were you talking about Jessica Negri? Yeah, well, I said Jessica Negri kind of reminds me. Like, if, if anybody has... What, just a hot chick? <laughs> no, it's like that perfect hourglass figure. You know what I mean? Like, I think Jessica Negri is the first person that comes to mind. If I was going to make a live action Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which would be ridiculous in the first don't, place. Like, uh, Hollywood would do it, dude. Don't right, even, I know. Don't even joke about that. Okay, well... There's allegedly talks that they're doing an all-female cast for Fight Club. And I'm just like, why 
bother remaking Fight Club anyway. Like, right. It just happened so recently, and it's like a pinnacle movie of the 90s. God damn it. Early Stop. 2000s, even. Right? Well, yeah. It brought on the whole special snowflake movie, and I guess it kind of goes a little off topic. The movie's pretty nostalgic for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. It wasn't on my list, but I guess I'll talk Let's about talk it. Let's talk about it. I remember uh, you were the one who introduced me to that movie in the first place. You made me sit down and we watched Fight Club. Yeah, and it's definitely a teenager movie. It yeah. tries to be like a, oh, anarchist against the man type thing. It was like, yeah, teenager movie. Totally a teenager movie, <laughs> but a good one. A very good one. Yeah, but I, I find myself kind of getting more annoyed of some of the things they talk about. It's still a pretty quality it's still a pretty good movie, so I can enjoy it if I watch it. But when it comes to the actual topics of, you're not a special little snowflake, I'm like, all right, this sounds like too many people I know. Maybe it's just the mass public got too inspired by that movie and kind of killed it for me, which is definitely a possibility. Yeah, it could be. Like, I'm going to be sad. when It went from kind of like this cult classic now to, you know, everyone knows Fight Club. It's kind of getting past the stage now, but it's like when someone quotes the Godfather towards you. They yeah. don't really do it anymore, but it's just like, ugh, dude, you're the worst type of person. Yeah, like that movie has been quoted to death. Yeah. And stop now. It's like, leave the gun. Take the fucking bash them right in the head before they finish that sentence. Yeah. Just Hit kill them. them. Just, kill them. <laughs> <laughs> just commit manslaughter, guys. Yes. Um, the next movie I have on my list. How about we get one from your list? From my list? So I actually know this is on both of our lists, but... My family hated me. A little background. I didn't really watch a lot of really little kid shows when I was a baby. Oh, okay. I mean, I watched Power Rangers and stuff like that. But that was... I'm not... I'm talking like Barney and stuff like that. I kind of skipped that phase on... We talked about that last episode. Uh, Barney definitely freaked me out as a kid. So I kind of shied away from that kind of programming myself. Blue's Clues with Steve is like where I was. But even then, I still didn't really watch that that much because I would watch the same movie over and over and over and over and over again. And my family hated it. That movie was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, that's on my list too. Yeah. I love that movie. Because you need some toot. Sweet. Toot. All right. People probably won't know that if they (laughs) haven't seen that. But uh, yeah, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is a Dick Van Dyke movie uh, musical. It is a musical. Which is... From the 60s? It's like three hours long. From the 50s? 60s? No, definitely 60s, not. right? Uh, hard to say exactly, but it is a delightful movie. It's definitely a kid's movie with old school scaring the shit out of your kids because yeah. the kid catcher was terrifying. That is, a, that is a fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be this fucking Scrooge slash Pee Wee Herman mix motherfucker. <laughs> Who just had the longest prosthetic nose and chin and just would snatch kids. And this is every parent's and every kid's worst nightmare. Absolutely. But it has some awesome songs in there and some awesome dance numbers. Chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah, that one's. I love you. Yeah, see, that's that's like the, like, yeah, whatever. The Toot Sweet one. Toot Sweet is good. Dude, Toot Sweet's my favorite. Toot Sweet. And also, uh, I forgot how the song actually goes, but I can always remember it every once in a while. The barbershop song when he's cutting hair. Um, cause that, if you are one of those people who like things in movies, like weird mechanisms moving around or just happening in different ways, like that's me. I get really aesthetically pleased by that type of stuff in movies. Did you like, uh, Hugo? I did. Yeah. Yeah. For that reason too. Well, kind of, sort of, it was, it definitely did please me. Yes. But I can watch shit movies as long as they have something aesthetically pleasing to it. I can't describe it. I was thinking about it earlier. Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick. Yes, that's on my list too. When oh ew, it's a bad. Yes, movie. But, I know it's a bad movie, but it's nostalgic. But I mean, 
specifically the scene when he's hanging upside down from the helicopter at the end of the movie and he's picking apart his fingers and combining them to like launch a needle like that part ah like i just love it it's yeah i i don't know what it is i just zone out and i'm like yes i kind of felt that way when he when he uh on in the same movie inspector gadget when he's on the operating table and like all the cool stuff's like popping out of yeah him. see that didn't really do it for me as when much, i was a little kid that was like whoa for me it was like what can I do as a kid that can emulate this? For example, I really love... Wow, God, I'm going to spoil some of these movies, but we'll go That's back fine. to them. yeah. No, no, Most no spo- spoil the list on oh, these movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll go back to them. Like, uh, Batman was a huge one for me. All the Batman movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And whenever he would push the throttle on the Batmobile, I would emulate that whenever I had lunch at school because it had a little sidebar on the cafeteria table. That I can put my hand on it. I'd always pretend like I was pressing the button, which was actually the bolts or something like that, <laughs> yeah, pushing yeah. it forward. Like those memories really stick with me, and I would always emulate it to those movies and the weird things they did in it. So that is a very specific type of nostalgia I have for those movies. That's true. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I don't know if I've talked about. I probably did talk about this on podcast, but when I was a little kid, uh, you know, my mom was worried because I had two older sisters that because I didn't have any boy toys that maybe I would start gravitating towards wanting to play with dolls and Barbies and things like that. Well, when she was literally having that conversation with my aunt, uh, I was in the playroom upstairs and my mom was on the phone and supposedly I picked up a Ken doll leg and bent it at an angle and just started pretending I was James Bond and like shooting people. Mm-hmm. Like, nice. bah, bah, I'm James Bond. And so she thought, okay, well, never mind. We're good. The <laughs> a child's imagination is like a super powerful thing. And that kind of segues into my next movie, which is The Dark Crystal. Uh, I never liked that movie. I know you never liked that movie. I, it's not that I'm scared of puppets. I'm totally not. They're just puppets. <laughs> it's like, I'm totally not scared of them. Are you sure about that? No, definitely. Like, I'm not scared of them. I always found them dumb. And okay. I That's can, fair. As an adult, I can appreciate them a lot more. I appreciate the artistry in it. I still don't want to watch any of them. I totally. I don't it. know what it is. The second I see that shit on screen, I'm like, zone out. I don't care. Damn. And it's it's pretty shitty. When's the last time you watched The Dark Crystal? Oh, God, dude. Don't make me watch it. <laughs> I don't. I'm not interested in it whatsoever. No, for sure. I was just saying, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you have time on your hands and My, you feel like I'm going to zone out to a shitty movie that I don't really care so much about, you might be surprised. And that goes for all the audience, too. If y'all haven't seen that movie and kind of written it off, try watching it again as an adult. It's a completely different movie. Yeah. I mean, I remember it's not like the story or the plot or anything or the, like I said, the artistry. I just I can't do it. Uh, my mom bought me that movie when I was a kid. And I felt really bad because I watched two seconds of it before I was like, this is dumb. I can't do it. So you just remember the scene with the... I, I gave it a full watch later on in life and I'm like, mm, no. I can say I watched it that's and good. that's it. That's good. Apparently there's a comic out for it and also the new Netflix show. But the com- I haven't seen the new Netflix. The story sounds pretty interesting, honestly. And the comic kind of does like a prequel thing of like where all these creatures came from. Okay. So, so it kind of helped you lead into the Netflix series like easily? Oh, I never watched a Netflix series. I'm, oh, okay. I'm telling you this as someone who put Dark Crystal on their list. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. So, like, the comic is an in-between between the Dark Crystal and the new Netflix series, right? Uh, no. Or is it just a prequel to the all com- of it? The comic came out long before the Netflix thing. So, unless the Netflix thing came out before... I mean, unless the Netflix thing is based before the comic, which I don't think it is. I think the comic's the very first thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the comic, then the first movie, and then the Netflix series. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. What do you got next? Well, uh, we're kind of blazing through these. Did you want to talk a little bit more about Dark Crystal? 
Well, just not really. <laughs> I know you're not too interested in it, but no, it just I'm not. from a from a like from a kid who grew up loving Ewoks and Star Wars and the puppetry. That's um, ironic because I hate Ewoks. Well, I and they're not I even puppets; them. they're midgets. They're people, Stefan. They're puppets in some scenes. <laughs> yeah, like when they're burning on the fucking side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> no, but you know, it's just it had that like. Certain things in the movie looked like it would be delicious to eat. Does what? that make sense to you? Yeah, no, I get it. Okay, I mean, for sure. I usually get that with like Hayao Miyazaki films. Yeah, totally, totally. But like, there's certain things that were would never be edible in those kinds of movies, like from the mid '80s, late '80s, early '90s, that totally give me that feel. Like, if I could eat that thing, if that fucking thing was edible, it'd be in my stomach. Yeah, we go up into a weird time period, you know, '90s, where it's like. There was starting to become a lot more awareness that kids will eat stupid shit, and so they put warning labels not to eat this. But then at the same time, they'd also be producing things with weird shit that you want to well, eat. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, that's a good segue into Hook. Yeah, Hook. Yeah, like um, that whole food fight scene, man. Oh, my God, That yeah, makes me hungry dude. every time. I was like, I know it's just like plastic and fucking cyanide, but I want to eat it. <laughs> I know it's literally just food coloring and fucking, you know, topping like you know whip cool whip but yeah. i don't care oh dude i like i'm and also when the fat kid like he puts his hands up you don't see anything in there but you can just imagine what they are he's like oh, oh. oh. And it takes two big old fat ass bites out of it i love it i love it so much i'm surprised that little part hasn't become a gif already for like broke people who are like what did you have for dinner today and it's that it's just the kid grabbing the fucking shit out of the eating nothing can we <laughs> can we trademark memes can we trademark memes? Hey guys, we just trademarked yeah. the meme of the of the fat kid from yeah. If you from post, Hook. if you post it, you got to put it uh, <coughs> uh M P. No, you got to put copyright the empty glass twenty nineteen. M P. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that movie I watched it a lot as a kid too. I oh, dude, the music in that movie. It's a little hard to swallow as an adult. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, Still has a lot of charm. Yeah. I do like Dustin Hoffman as Hook. It was an interesting... I think the one thing I liked about it was that you could not get that Steven Spielberg vibe from anyone but Steven Spielberg. A lot of people tried to emulate I know. it. That's, so um, this isn't really nostalgic, but it's kind of sticking with the Steven Spielberg point I'm about to make. When he did Ready Player One, okay, I read the book before I saw the movie, and I loved the book. And the movie was good. It wasn't... You know, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot but it was it deviated a lot from the book in some aspects that i really wish it dug deeper into okay i would preferably read the book again before i saw the movie and and did they so in the film adaptation does it give you that steven spielberg kind of charm even in no. this later on no this no. is one of the first um, ones that he's made that so oh well so the movie it did give that steven spielberg vibe which okay. actually made me enjoy it Okay, so that's I, what I was wondering. A lot of people didn't enjoy that movie and didn't think it was good, and I can definitely see why, especially as someone who read the book first. But when it gave that Steven Spielberg kind of feeling, like at the end with uh, Simon... Did you see the movie? I haven't seen it, no. Oh, well, Simon Pegg has this moment at the end because he's in the movie, and it's just really nice, and I haven't got that feeling. I just immediately thought of Hook when I saw it, so that kind of helped me push on whether I liked it or not. And so, yeah, I liked it. That's we, good. We should watch it. Yeah, I'd be down. Um... Okay. Uh, what about like Super Eight, for example? Did that give you the Steven Spielberg type? Vibe? Absolutely not. 
That's one of the few Spielberg movies that I do enjoy, but a, it has the lo- it's the lowest. Super 8 isn't Spielberg. I thought it was J.J. Abrams. Oh, you're right. It is J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And I was actually just thinking before you got here, like, because you were stuck in traffic, and I was thinking, God, I hate J.J. Abrams. <laughs> really? I love... Uh, well, this is an awkward silence. Yeah, you like Star Trek, maybe? <laughs> no. 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 Force Awakens? No. Maybe maybe Rise of the Jet Rise and the Return of the Skywalker 2? You know I fucking don't. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I but got tickets. I'm going to go see it on I, Thursday I, next week. I'm not in a rush to watch it. I'm going to see it opening night. That's that's nice. And then I will probably find some way to watch it eventually. Yeah. You need to. I no. mean I have to because yeah. we, you and I need to settle this if this uh, finale is actually salvageable or not. Yeah, totally. By the way, we're tying this in with nostalgic movies because no shit, nostalgic movies for us are Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think we need to touch any more on Star Wars, but that's 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 where we're at. No, but like, yeah, j- just kind of go off on a second. J.J. Uh, Abrams as a whole, I don't, I don't hate him, but I don't really care for any movies he's come out with. Not to mention he's a super nerd. Oh yeah, totally. But not in the good way. Like he's the pandering nerd. He doesn't understand things to the point where it should thematically flow. He understands things in oh, this would be so cool if this happened or this showed up. And so that's that's kind of shitty. It can be. I just wonder how he's gonna do this. And he will not shut the fuck up. Every single day, I'm getting a goddamn notification on my phone. God, I've been getting way too angry recently. I need to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get notifications on my phone all the time saying J.J. Abrams talking shit on Star Wars. Like, oh, there's not gonna be uh, midichlorians. Ryan Johnson did this or that. Like, he just won't stop talking. Like, oh my god. I think, you know, and, and on that point, it's not so much like I feel that J.J. is pandering to the audience, but I do know that Star Wars went through quite a few reshoots. So I don't know what's going on on the behind the scenes aspect, but I know that he can be sometimes kind of weighed in on by the fans like if the fans have an idea sometimes he might pick that up and actually incorporate it into the movie which sounds cool on paper but a good director has a vision and sticks to it that's right i completely agree and for the listeners i made a motion to matt pointing my head to my brain and that's that's really where it should be (laughs) your head to your brain pointing my head to my brain no putting my pointing my (laughs) finger to my brain and um well, well, we'll do an episode on this later on. Yeah. But, gonna... the, but the Mandalorian is the first thing that has captured that nostalgic Star Wars feeling. And there's not a fucking lightsaber in it. Yeah. Uh, so far. So far. But yeah, I'm going to hold off all reservations on the movie until I actually see it for now. But I am going to... I just wanted to talk about how J.J. Abrams just kind of annoys me. Like, I'm sure he's a swell guy. I'm just not interested in anything he's given. <laughs> I just... Yeah. All right, so to get off of Star Wars and J.J. Abrams, uh, let me ask you, what is your favorite Disney movie, non-Pixar? That's a hard question. I did enjoy John Carter after watching it again, but that wouldn't be my favorite. So It could be anything, animation, anything. Or what's your most nostalgic? Because Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay, because I saw that you put Hercules Hercules is on definitely there. one. Of, oh yeah. So her, oh yeah, because Hercules is my favorite Disney movie without a doubt. Yeah, totally. I mean, okay, it's a real close tie between Hercules and uh, and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay, because when I saw that, I was like, oh, 
Stefan's one of the, the music, chosen dude, that understands. The, the music fucking... Dude, bless my soul, Herc <sighs> is on a roll. Oh. Because he, he's zero to hero. Yeah, he's zero to hero. Herc is the hero. Yeah, Herc is the hero. I don't know the rest of the words. I mean, neither. Yes, indeed. Yay! <laughs> but yeah, I loved Hercules, and uh, Meg is my hashtag crush forever. Love you, Meg. Meg. So soon to Ray. Ah, oh, dude, don't fucking <laughs> don't weird this out any more than it is. But no, uh, yeah, there's and there's also surprisingly not a lot of songs in that movie. There isn't. I mean, it has a couple of them, of course. But I like. Well, I love the score, <laughs> and it's hilarious because when I found out who did the "I Will Find My Way" song, I've seen that actor in other things. I forgot his name. But the second I knew it was him, I'm like, that makes so much fucking sense because it sounds exactly You don't remember who it was? No, you're going to have to look it up. Damn. But the one's like, I will find my way. I I can go the the distance. distance. I'll be there someday. If I can't be strong. Uh, Not to mention Zed is Zeus, which is awesome casting. And uh, who who plays uh, Hades? Uh, uh, Tim, uh, James Woods. James Woods. Oh, he's great. Good choice. Oh, God. Yeah, that movie is uh, one of the first I remember seeing in the theaters, I think, was Hercules. I I think what I like most about it compared to other Disney movies is that it's actually comedic. Where in, other, a good, in a good spots too, not like right, but comedic all, just to be comedic. It also hits strong, not to mention it's the only Disney movie with, that has like an actual relationship built. Yeah. I mean, Beauty and Beast is one thing and everything like that, but... Yeah. You know, there's a bit of intrigue with Meg using Hercules at first, and then, like, they actually develop a relationship. Then he ends up sacrificing... She sacrificed herself for him, and then he does the same. And it's just like, wow, you... Actually nailed it. I actually love their relationship compared to, like, other Disney movies where I'm like, handsome dude, handsome chick. Yeah, and they just get to... You you know already that they're going to get together. Yeah. Yeah, Like, listen, dude. I knew the dude with the big pecs was going to get with the girl with the huge hips. But I wanted some more context to it, and Hercules <laughs> gave that to me. So thank you. That's what I like about Hunchback of Notre Dame, man. Oh, yeah. That's another just real really, movie. Real mo- Disney movie. There's, Of course, you get some comedic parts, and uh, Esmeralda ends up with the guard, whatever his name is. I forget his name. Yeah. Blonde hair guy. But I mean, because, come on, man. She's hot. Why would yeah. she go him? <laughs> I mean, Hunchback. But, you know, you, you kind of feel for Quasimodo when yeah. he has a whole song about letting Esmeralda go and... Right, and that's how she's better off without him, and how he's able. And of course, in the original book, it's tra- It's a tragedy, but you know the Disney oh movie. God, of, yeah. of course, the Disney movie has to make it a little lighter. But um, I just he I, still talks about being fucking seduced to a thing of fire. I know that's why well, I like, love that's, the movie. That's great, and the the orchestra is like haunting. I uh, love well, it, and it's it's very religious, Catholic. You know, or not Catholic? Would it be Catholic? I guess it no, is. it's Catholic. It's Catholic. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. Um, tuning in to the you don't have to be religious for you to have any sort of a relationship with god you know and i feel like that the movie takes takes really adult you know like you said singing in front of the fire with all the women and the flames and and speaking you know being seduced by esmeralda which i mean who hasn't been right but i think that the the whole film has just such a it doesn't treat you like a kid It, it has its fun moments but at no point do you feel like you're being criticized for having us, you know, for being a child. Right. And the thing is, it's a good story that's 
able for kids to digest. Not which... to, uh, who's the guy who um, he's in Amadeus. He plays he plays Amadeus. Amadeus something. Uh, no, like what's his name? Tom something. Well, anyway, he has a beautiful singing voice. He, he they didn't actually use a different. That's right. Singing that was voice. him who played. Hunchback. Yeah, from Amadeus. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember his name. The actual actor, Tom. Savini. Something. No, Tom Savini's the. Starts with an H. I felt like. But FX guy. Yeah. Hey, be quiet. Quiet, Sabi. Is that Sabi? I think so. Here, oh, it's you Sammy. Keep, you keep talking. I'm gonna let the cat out. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like that when Disney decided that they wanted to do these like 90s movies they had them all written out by cat they had them all written out ahead of time and i i'm just glad that hunchback of notre dame made it because it almost doesn't feel like it should be a part of that golden age of disney animation it kind of doesn't feel like it because it's so dark right and this it kind of missed the um sorry i'm just readjusting here I kind of missed the boat on Miyazaki films for it to be fully nostalgic because I was a little bit older when you showed it to me. I was about in my teen. Mm-hmm. I was like 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love those movies and I have the collection at home, but I I wouldn't say they're full of nostalgic since I just I kind of missed the gate on that one. But those movies are, yes, they're animated so kids can en- enjoy them or they can like the pretty colors and whatnot. Yeah, but, they're immediately attracted to it. Right, and they're... They're still low-key enough, except for Princess Mononoke, which has some pretty heavy shit in it. does. Um, yeah. I saw that movie when I was like seven for the first yeah. time, and I was like, holy shit. But a lot of it is really easily introduced to kids, but they're still great stories on their own. Just, and that's the thing that a lot of filmmakers do that I hate. is They'll make movies that are for kids in every sense of the word and almost treats kids like they're not people and don't learn I, that's what i'm talking about yeah, that, yeah those movies really shy away from it in fact there was these kids i babysat and i introduced them to ghibli as well i might have been 15 16 so these kids were eight maybe <laughs> you know 32 eight, 40 eight, eight, eight or ten you know in that in that area and um i showed them kiki's delivery service first nice. then spirited away and uh how's moving castle favorite just absolutely Wait, well i didn't mononoke all yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. oh I know. yeah mononoke um, I didn't show them Mononoke. I told them about Mononoke. Uh, Mononoke is intense because it's a long movie and deals with heavy, heavy themes. shit. And there's a lot of gore in it too. Yeah. So I didn't show it to them, but get this like a week or two later, I go to babysit them again and their parents bought it for them and they've like watched it like four or five, six times and they were totally fine. And yeah. we, I watched it with them and they like didn't care about, you know, spoilers, the decapitations or the arms getting cut off or the whatever. It's just... Or just the fact that, man, I feel like we could do another hour long on Miyazaki Miyazaki films. Yeah, we should. Yeah, so let's actually get off the subject. Yeah, by Miyazaki. You guys let us know if we want to do it because I would love to watch the Miyazaki movies and talk about them. Fuck yeah. Like, like we need an excuse for that. Fuck yeah. So uh, the next movie I have on my list... Oh, um... I did just want to make a quick note here that I think the most recent film that's really treated kids well, aside from Pixar films, I mean, Pixar films started becoming the same to me, so I stopped watching them, but uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Those, those were excellent movies, and not to mention dealt with Lost very well. I haven't seen the third one. So the first one deals with you know losing like his limb and stuff like that, which is lightly touched on, but it's still a pretty strong moment that happens. And the second one... Deals with the losses of his father, which yeah. is a super sad scene, and it was excellent. And the third one, um, 
doesn't hit as hard with things, but it, it does still have I ties know, it up into a nice bow, and it's also in the future, right? So it, well, I mean, it's the continuation, but it's it, it deals with parting ways with friends, mm. and it's it's done pretty well. That's awesome. Of course, Shrek needs to make the list. It doesn't have to. <laughs> does for me. Well, nostalgia base, yeah. Shrek, yeah. Shrek, Shrek has one. to make the list. Yeah. yeah, Shrek one and two. Shrek one and two. Yeah, I remember even seeing Shrek three, and I was like thirteen at the time, and I thought I was gonna like it, and I just, just that was it for me. I didn't actually even watch Forever After. I remember watching Shrek one on VCR when I yes. moved into my my. We had just moved into a house. I was by myself. Like it was fucking smelled like fresh paint everywhere. Nice. And I was just sitting on the floor with a whole bunch of blankets on a TV that was also just in the middle of the room because my mom was checking out whole bunch of things and i was watching shrek and i'm like that's a super nostalgic moment for me yeah and also weirdly enough the shrek vcr box was extra wide like it had you remember that like it had yeah. like an extra box in there to kind of spread it out it's yeah like, why though i don't know i guess maybe it was just a design choice but hey. i saw it i saw it in the theater our babysitter martha took us to go see it in the theater oh yeah and, i saw it in uh, theater too but i barely remember the theater as much as i remember watching oh i remember the theater for sure and i remember like the theater. well and and get this because like it was really hard to convince my parents to get in on any of the things that the kids were all into they would call it over socialized or just be like ah oh, well whatever we don't care well we got you know we went and saw it and then we wouldn't shut up to our parents about Shrek. And we were like, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. You gotta see it. And my mom just didn't want to see it. My dad did though. And my dad went and saw it with us. And then it just ended up being like a family movie. We took it home. Mom finally watched it by the time it was on VCR. And mom was like, man, I should have had that abortion. Right. (laughs) No, actually, in fact, my parents loved it. And, uh, that's kind of when my parents, I feel like, started getting into more raunchy humor like Austin Powers and things like that. So, I mean, they've always been into raunchy humor. I mean, oh my for God. sure. Yes. For sure. Since but I've known them. Right. For sure. But that's when I, as a child realized, Oh, some raunchy humor is okay. You know? Cause I was like six or seven when Shrek came out. See, that was when I realized as a child that maybe rule 34 isn't completely a bad thing. No, it's not quite a bad thing. <laughs> just depends on what you're looking up hey shrek is love shrek is life and uh with that i want to talk about a another animated film no the matrix Ooh, yay so (laughs) i was a little late to the matrix i was maybe like 11 when i saw it but i I still consider it a nostalgic movie um the matrix was the first like radar movie that i watched with my dad oh damn yeah and uh parents are divorced it's okay they work things out one's a republican one's a democrat it was never meant to work <laughs> uh but yeah i remember i went over to my dad's house and he was telling me about the matrix or i had asked him because he had it on vcr and i'm like i'm like can we watch it And he's like never tell your mother i'm like you got it <laughs> so we watched it when i was like just really young um oh and we actually watched it Right when Matrix 2 was released in theaters, because I remember as soon as we watched it, I absolutely fell in love with it. It was kind of like me and my dad's secret. And then we went to go see Matrix Revolutions in theater. We're very, you know, like, eh, it wasn't that. It wasn't quite there. Yeah, it wasn't that great or bad. And then we saw the sequel after that. And I was like, wow, this is a giant pile of shit. But when we watched the first Matrix, it was such a cool bonding moment i had with my dad and i remember it very clearly because my mom was very strict on 
not wanting me to play M-rated games, not wanting me to play or watch R-rated movies. I didn't even play Grand Theft Auto until I was probably 14, 15. Yeah, I played Grand Theft Auto around that same time over at Richard's house. First, I, I don't... Okay, yes. I do first R-rated movie for me was Blazing Saddles. He rode a Blazing Saddle. <laughs> well, and I mean, looking back on the movie, yes, really strong language in that movie, but it doesn't... There's it, a ding on yeah, the no, horse. There's a ding on, uh, coming this way. What's a ding? Yeah. <laughs> Go watch the movie, guys, if you haven't. It's a Dude. great movie. Oh, my God. All right. Von Little. I know we both have Mel Brooks on our phones. Let's talk about Mel Brooks Let's now. Let's talk about Mel Brooks. Oh, my God. Fucking Robin Hood Men in Tights was... Give me some fucking skin. Oh, my God. Like, watch that a fuck ton as a kid. Robin Hood Men in Tights was probably the first parody that I ever watched and understood that this is making fun. Because we watched Prince of Thieves. And my dad was making fun of Prince of Thieves the whole time. And I was wondering why. It's, I was seriously wondering why. I was like, this is not a bad movie. Kevin Costner, fucking, uh, you know, what's his name? Severus Snape, Mr. Alan Rickman. This Morgan isn't a, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. This isn't a bad movie. But my dad kept making fun of it, and it's because... Mel Brooks nailed the parody. Nailed the parody. Down to the line, unlike most Robin Hoods, I, I have an English, English accent. accent. Yes, that's just... And I mean, that's it. And I'm... The, I Spaceballs, too, of course. Oh yeah, Spaceballs too, of course. Uh, the search Beach for more. The, the search hut. for more. The search for more money. Beach of the hot. I wonder if you'll ever make the search for more. Oh, money. dude, talking about things you shouldn't eat. I totally want to eat the fuck out of Pizza the Hut. I would eat Pizza the Hut, even though he's gross. I would oh, dude, I don't even fucking care. Like when that metal dude next to him is eating him, I'm like, Ugh. oh, you lucky bitch. Fucking yeah. pepperoni. I'd eat that fat man. Yeah, well, and the food that Barf is eating at the beginning looks really good too. I don't know why. Dog food. Yeah, the dog food he's eating at the beginning. It looks good. It looks like ice cream dog food. Um. You know, it's like a movie kind of fake-ass shit. He's probably eating, you know, peanut butter, but it looks good. I totally want to go to the diner where the Xenomorph popped out. The yeah, yeah. Burster. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check, please. Uh, Check, please. And, uh... Oh, my gosh, yeah. History of the World Part 1. Yes. Okay, you weren't on this one. This was probably one of my more nostalgic Mel Brooks movies, and I made you watch it later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I totally understand why people do not like that movie. I totally get why they think that ended Mel Brooks' career. I don't give a fuck. I love that movie. I love that movie, too. <laughs> Holy shit. When he's... The whole stabbing scene when he kills a girl yeah, and there's blood, blood everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> I love that movie so much. And, oh, I, you know, I like I said, I can totally see why people don't like it. But, uh, that's not me that's i love that you. movie i'm all for that movie totally young frankenstein oh yeah absolutely well the thing is like it's a little more slow it's I, a little more on the adult humor side i guess like convert dialogue humor right but i didn't appreciate it until i was older yeah it's more of a highbrow type mel brooks movie it was very clever in its writing and totally. i couldn't appreciate it as a kid and also you know as a kid i was like oh black and white films but then as an adult i'm like hell yeah black i and white i films. watched the movie for igor and I watched the movie for putting on the Ritz as a kid. Oh. And put the candle back. back. Put the candle back. <laughs> That's honestly, yeah, yeah, it's such a good movie. Really, it is. Um, to go back to Blazing Saddles, my one of my favorite lines of all time is from that movie. Okay, what is it? I think I've told you, but can you guess it? Hmm. It's from Gene Wilder. Good luck. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, you see this hand? He raises his 
His right hand is like. <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. Dude, holy shit. Is your mic even recording anymore? Yeah, yeah. No, we're totally recording. Still. Fuck, dude. Anyway, he's like, you see this hand? Steady as a rock. Then he pulls up his left hand. It's all fucking shaking. He's like, why well, shoot with my left? <laughs> oh, I shoot with my left hand. Oh, my God. That is what I favorite quotes and favorite same. scenes in any movie same 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 ah oh, rest in peace gene wilder i love For you beautiful real, what a beautiful soul oh a movie i didn't have listed on my sheet which now mentioning gene wilder charlie and the chocolate factory Ooh, that's a really good movie too that's an excellent movie yeah score some... and everything and i think a good nostalgic movie scares the shit out of kids at one part and the tunnel scene scared the shit out of every kid ever yeah, I was confused by it, though. I didn't really get why that scene happened. I don't know where this... Yeah, I was the same. I was kind of more confused I wasn't scared. quite scared. I was just more like, um, that seemed unnecessary, but okay. Well, once again, I what was scared. What do you get when you get a scary tunnel? <laughs> Bunch of kids crying, and they want to have a funnel. Or, I was going to say they cried to their mother, but yeah, yeah that worked. to their mother. Yeah, that works, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Oh, your head, your stupid. Yeah, your fucking freak out fucked up. The, uh, the, uh, I can hear myself. I cannot hear myself. Wait, yes. Don't touch it. Okay. No more freak outs. No more freak outs. But yeah, no. Uh, that chocolate river, even though it looks like a sewage scape, hell yeah, I wanted to be in that. Oh, fuck yeah. I love chocolate. Damn. More, more than anything. Let's take a quick break while I change out the batteries on the device. Hey, yeah. So we are going to. Pick up right now. Ow. And we're back. Uh, hope you enjoyed our other nostalgic nod of the hats words, Wayne's World, which also I guess, makes a list. Yeah. But moving on from it. <laughs> mama Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, let me go. Fucking. Oh, I thought you were quoting Mama Mia. The musical with Pierce Brosnan, uh, uh. where he's like, "It used to be so bad, the times we used to have." Shut up! It's not Pierce Brosnan. I know, thing. but shut up! That hurts my ears. And you fucking screaming the mic a second ago doesn't. Mm. Good point. All right, so I want to talk about a really good movie. This okay. is this is like, it's in the Criterion Collection. Oh damn! It's a, it's a classic. Oh damn! And I'm of course talking about the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I fucking my sister and I love this movie. She when she was here in San Antonio last, we watched it and I had the director's cut and so she was a little upset that we had to sit through some fucking Coolio oh yeah like scenes, but yeah, we love that movie. The soundtrack is amazing. Hoopastank? Hoopastank. 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 The, the early 2000s were an interesting time to be alive. Yeah, that movie is garbage. Like, no, totally. It's, it's fucking bad. But I love it, too, I, in a weird way. I kind of like it in a weird way. I don't way. believe you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a bad movie that when I hear someone else, other than me and my sister, say they like it, I don't believe them. No, actually. I mean, we rented, me and dad rented that movie when it came out because mom just wasn't interested. So we watched it together. Her. We We watched it together. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty intense. The scene where spoilers, even though the movie's like twenty, uh, where fucking Carmen Electra gets killed by Bullseye. Oh, it's so yeah, shitty. It's shitty, but it's it, so bad. But it was a cool twist when I was a kid, man. When I was a kid, I was like, oh damn, Not like, she's just dead. Like that's it. No, oh, she shit. came back in her spinoff. Oh, <laughs> Electra. I, I never watched Electra. I totally watched it. Uh, no, thank you. I didn't watch that. I can't decide if I liked it more 
or less than <laughs> than Daredevil. So yeah, folks at home, don't ever let people tell you if a movie's bad or good or not. Because I think a lot of movies are shitty, but I also like a lot of shitty movies. So yeah, it's you just like what you like, man. That's right. Critics tend to pan really good movies, but it's just because they it didn't have something for them specifically. You know, a, a movie's supposed to have something for everyone. I mean, hey, if uh, I mean for me, it was mainly like I said, the soundtrack. Was Soundtrack's that, dope. Was that Evanescence song? And the fight scenes are cool. Yeah. And also the, like, uh, you know, Bullseye using the using the pipes from the church organ oh my God. to blind him and shit. That Col- was cool. Okay, so Colin Farrell as Bullseye is probably some of the best casting Marvel has ever had. Yeah, he was, he was really an asshole. <laughs> he can play an asshole very well. I do like the guy who plays Daredevil in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, Did you ever watch it? Yeah, that's I watched all three seasons that were available. Nice. What was his name? He's the guy in Stardust. Matt. No, that's the character. Oh, no, Cox. Oh, uh, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, No, I'm not talking about him. That's the dude who plays Daredevil. I'm talking about the guy who played Bullseye. Oh, um. Which Stardust is another nostalgic. Eh, not, I was a little older. Not really remember. nostalgic. No, I yeah. like Stardust. Stardust, yeah. Oh, I got one for you. I don't even know if this is on your list. Sure. A Knight's Tale. Uh, shut the fuck up. You, you lo- I know. I'm just saying this for you. Okay. Like, I'm just remembered one of your nostalgic movies. Uh, I didn't watch that until I was like, what, 17, 18, 19? Yeah, I was about, well, actually, I was probably about 14 or so. So that, and it actually wasn't fully nostalgic for me. You just love that movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I, once again, I get why people hate it. Actually, I don't get why people hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, oh, it's too silly. I'm like, yeah, it's funny. It's dramatic. It's action packed. Like, it has a great score. It has Queen in it. It has fucking just amazing, likable cast. What do you dislike about this movie? Oh, it's too disjointed and there's a dance number in it. Who gives a fuck? It's a good, it's a fun, entertaining movie who, God damn it, I love the movie. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt. I liked Kingdom of Heaven a lot, too. That's kind of on the, kind of on the fence of being a nostalgic movie, too. That's more in the uh, carrots of the Pyrobean type area. I watched that for the first time with you just a few weeks ago. That's right. And I liked it. It was decent. It's a decent movie. It's yeah. got, it shows its age. There's a, some weird stuff that happens in the sense that like i don't know i feel like from orlando bloom being a blacksmith to where he gets is just happens too quickly and you're just like wow he uh, really didn't give a shit about any of this and here he is yeah it wasn't great at showing its passage of time but overall i really enjoyed the movie yeah. i thought it was good totally totally but have i made you watch night's tale no oh my no, 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 wait, fucking no, god what are we talking about we watched it together we fucking watched you made me watch it like 18 19 we both watched night's tale that's why i remembered it because, like, you were talking about how much you love it. I love Heath Ledger. He did such a fucking good job in that movie. Are you sure? Because I'm The totally jousting done. scene is I'm, amazing. I'm totally down to watch it again. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm always, I have the movie on Blu-ray. The I'm jousting just... scene. And that's the thing. Like, you get a lot of great movies out there that are, like, you know, critically acclaimed. And, like, wow, this really teaches you, like, who you are as a person. But can you watch that movie 80,000 times in a row? I know. Mm, I know I, I can't. I can't. But Night's Tale. Yeah. Oh, nice sale. I can't watch Citizen Kane all day just because it's on the like it's No, like, yeah, uh, like it's there's some movies are just too draining. Like Joker, which we had our last hour long episode over, which you can totally listen to. Yep. Uh I can't watch that constantly. I, I wanna I, watch it again. I wanna watch already. it again, but No no, but I'm saying I can't watch it like once a day or something like that. That's too much. No. I still I Oh damn, the cats are fighting, they're killing each other. What the is that that's the cat's fighting it's so weird because i'm hearing it from my headset i'm just like what the shit is there some sort of pause we'll be right back 
You stop doing that thing old thing over there. Now don't you start doing that thing over there, boy. And three, two, one. We're, we're back. back. Uh, breaking up fucking cat fights because Stefan owns like eight cats in his fucking house. Yeah. It's not even an exaggeration. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Night Cell. Anyway, that's not fully nostalgic for me. That's more I was a almost grown adult, so <laughs> we'll move well, on from that. I'll I'll help you out. Have I, you heard of Batmunk? No, I haven't heard of Batmunk. So, but you did talk about it. The I did other talk night. about this. So Batmunk, for people who do not know, back in the nineteen nineties, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the cartoon show, had a going to the movies group of specials where they would reenact films uh such as indiana jones but they were <clears throat> this is back in the day where there was very little copyright issues going on or just not nearly as bad as today because they have like dakota jones oh damn fucking uh robot cop and batmunk which is the batman version where they straight up like name the name of it is like bryce wayne bryce wayne and they have uh the jokester Oh my god! It's just so fucking whatever. I watched it's blatant. I watched the shit out of that movie. <laughs> like I watched it so much, and I had completely forgotten about it until we talked about we wanted to do nostalgic episodes, and I was like, oh yeah, Batmunk. I remember that shit. Damn. And I I looked up a video on YouTube, which they do the Chipmunks do a cover of Danger Zone, which is pretty fucking great. Damn. <laughs> and. uh yeah, I, I totally remembered every single thing from that movie. That's so sick. And uh, my favorite part about it was that Simon, my favorite, was Batman. Ah. Not Batman. He was like Bat-Monk. Bat-Monk, right. So his like signia was BM. <laughs> bowel movement. Yeah, good bowel movement. I was going to say BM. I'm pretty sure that means something. But like it's just, it's so weird. I did like the Alvin and the Chipmunks um, Halloween special. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. Those are other things, like the werewolf one and the Frankenstein one. Yes, definitely, definitely. Those are both... I mean, those were definitely our childhood, while the 1991 was before before Matt and Stefan existed. Just a bit. Yeah. Just a bit. What was it? The... um, It was another Christmas Christmas special along that same caliber. I'm trying to remember exactly what I'm... From Alvin and Chipmunks? Uh, No, not from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Scooby-Doo, man. Scooby Doo and Cyber Chase, Scooby Doo and the Witches, how the Witches, Scooby Doo and Zombie Island, Zombie Island, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, you want those know? are also really nostalgic for me. Oh yeah, hell yeah. You know, you know uh, which one was the saddest one? No, the one with the aliens where Shaggy and Scooby finally find their true loves and then they go to another planet to leave them forever. Oh wow, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I think I do. God, did that come after or before Cyber Chase? Before Cyber Chase, because I remember because I had Cyber Chase is like the last one I saw. Zombie Island, uh, fucking the Alien one, and then Cyber Chase, and then from there they just got progressively shittier and shittier. Oh damn! Oh no! I actually did um like the one where they go to Salem and they deal with the witch. Ooh, that was a, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Scooby Doo and the witches brew. <laughs> Scooby Doo and the witches pussy. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. They're all like what? Like witch sisters that play in a band or something? Oh, okay. Here's my... Yes. Here's my yes. next answer for my nostalgic movie. And I'm going to respond to that Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Pussy with a line from it. And you got to tell me what it's from. i buy that for a dollar. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually had mentioned... What is that from? I had mentioned it 
as one of the movies that Alvin and the Chipmunks ripped off. What it? What is it? RoboCop. Oh. Alvin and the Chipmunks ripped off RoboCop? Yeah, so... That's weird. Yeah, so, I mean, what's also weird is that, as I stated earlier, my mom was very uh, keen on not showing me terrible things, but then allowed me to watch RoboCop, which is one of the most violent fucking movies. So gory. She He shoots someone in the dick, and their dick explodes off. I know. Like, I've seen that, I've seen that dude who gets hit by a car, and, like, his yeah. head goes flying and shit. It's insane. Um, I, yeah, I absolutely love the RoboCop movies, and... I hated the new one that came out. The remake? With a burning passion. Wasn't it PG-13 also? Yes. Uh, well, even, my, even the combination of Michael Keaton and Samuel Jackson could not save that movie. And that says a lot. Yeah. That's sad. That's yeah. sad. And then uh, what's what's your uh, next movie, buddy? I'm going to kind of go down the list a little bit since we're, we're, we're kind of... We're getting there. Um, the Mask, bro. Absolutely. So we uh, love Jim Carrey, and, and that, that kind of ties in with uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit too, with that like real life cartoon type shit. Yeah, but this one is more. This was a huge um, VFX uh, uh, milestone. Milestone, yeah. 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 It was a great thing, and it did a lot of cool things. And oddly enough, even though it was one of the first things to really use that animation, it still holds up today because it knows it's cartoony and is not ashamed of that and uses it. So it still works. I know, and the humor is so coincide with jim carrey he plays the mask very well what's funny is as an adult i appreciate jim carrey without the mask humor more than jim carrey with the mask <laughs> it's it's so it's a, it's a reverse it's a reverse yeah. from when you were a kid totally yeah i used to like kind of snore through the jim carrey scenes and then like just totally as an adult went, you're like wow he's yeah. this guy is just funny and a good actor <laughs> yeah, i love him i feel like jim carrey also just kind of embodies you know the mask well once he gets into having that different like different physicality being able to break the laws of physics he, they have a lot of fun with jim carrey oh it's same- also that was charlie that was charlie's throne or charlie's theron or charlie's theron or however you say your name cameron that was, diaz oh was it cameron diaz <laughs> stupid idiot Fuck. yeah well that's cameron diaz's first movie yeah i know and uh <laughs> oh boy jesus it turned a boy into a man that she did <laughs> <laughs> Turn a boy to a pervert. She get a third did. degree. Get a third degree burn. Just getting close to that. Mm, chafing. But <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah. The great thing about Jim Carrey is that he's such a physical actor. Like with his just his face alone. He sure his body and everything like that. But you know, this also happened with the Grinch, where he had just layers and layers of makeup, which he was able to move and stuff like that. Be animated really in, even though it's really hard really really hard to keep that up yeah what a weird time that was the grinch and the cat in the hat yeah uh well weird the good thing about jim carrey is that he makes a lot of good nostalgic movies one of which is very important to the two of us but okay should we say it no no we shouldn't say it because you should tune in to the next time we do an hour-long episode well actually oh i know which movie you're talking about now i was like i was actually confused sitting here being like what movie are you talking about we actually fucking talked about i know this. <laughs> and here i am sitting here like what jim carrey movie but yeah there is a jim carrey movie that we both just want to talk about i think it's top i think yeah. that's top nostalgia we could spend a whole hour talking about it and so we will we will and maybe not next friday because next friday we may plan a special christmas episode mm. and then we may uh release the next but definitely if we do the christmas episode the next episode following that will be this the special mystery this super mystery yeah um and because there's a lot of movies that man's been in 
Yeah, it's Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening to Empty Glass Podcast. No, I'm just kidding. No, hey, we still have a few minutes left. I know, I know, I'm kidding. We have All like right, five right, minutes. Right, right, hey, hey. Oh, uh, speaking of nostalgic movies, we just watched this one a few weeks ago, and it's a very nostalgic movie for me, and I'll, I'll go into further detail why, but what movie am I talking about? We talked about this one? We watched it. Oh, we like watched a f- it. This is probably the last movie we watched. Not the Zohan. Okay. Zohan. I walked out of that one. Uh-huh. Oh, what was it? What was it? Halloween. Mm, I'm still... What am I doing? Monster Squad, dude. Oh, Monster Squad. Of course. Yes, dude. My dad actually really liked that movie. He'd never seen it. Good. Uh, I know. It's a fucking classic because Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. Dracula's pretty awesome. Yeah, Mummy Came in My House. Mummy Came in My House. <laughs> That's an actual line for the movie. That is. And... The thing is, because I remember watching that as a real little kid. Like, this is definitely probably the pinnacle of nostalgia for me because for the longest time, I had no idea what this movie was. I only found out about it until, like, it became a cult classic for other people. But I always was trying to look for this movie. I I had no idea what it was. I tried to look it up, and I couldn't find it. And then it got this huge cult following, which sometimes I love and dislike cult following. Me too. Yeah, it's a hit or miss. In the sense that, like... Yeah, cool. I'm glad everyone knows about this, but now it's kind of taken away from like the whole real cult group of like, I don't know. People who actually really appreciate it for what it was and and knew about it when it maybe came out and right. were on the bandwagon. I think there's long ago. I don't like people who follow the cult following just because it's a cult following. If I if they are late to the show, like if someone just watched Monster Squad today and they really enjoyed it, and not just because it's a cult movie, but just because they loved it, then they're great. You're welcome into our viewing totally. of our next Monster Squad. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, there's also, it's hard to kind of delineate between the two because I do want people to see some of these movies that they may have missed out on. Yeah, I guess I'm just a little sad that, and this is a big one for the movie we're going to talk about next week. This is like definitely tenfold for me because it recently, to kind of, uh, you know, dance around the mystery a bit. It recently got put on Hulu. Yeah, it did. And I'm just like, yay. But then, uh, <laughs> time. yeah, yeah. Especially since Hulu has a cult section, which is like, yeah, come on. I'm like, isn't a cult section supposed to be for people who have culted over this movie or like, yeah. Isn't a cult film supposed to kind of stay on the low on the radar? Yeah, on the low key. It's like, hey, look at this fucking look shit. at this You're secret not- movie. Yeah. It's like, hey, check this shit out. It says top secret. <laughs> <laughs> it says top secret. Open it. We swear. Yeah. I guess I yeah, just leaves a weird feeling in my On your tongue. Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> weird feeling on your tongue, man. It's a weird feeling on my tongue. Something yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so uh one more movie. Mm, just about one more movie? Uh, Austin Powers. Didn't we already talk about Austin Powers? We kinda of talked about Mike Myers, but Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about Austin Powers, sure. And this this will be the last thing we talk about and yeah. Austin Powers taught me that it was okay to use a penis pump. Yes. <laughs> well, and yeah, I guess you could say that to, to like joke about sex and joke about dicks. Yeah. It, it kind of, and boobies instilled the thing in me of like, it's, you know, sex isn't a dirty word. You can poke fun at it and it's just not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, especially when you grow up in like a kind of conservative, I wouldn't say my family's full of conservative no. household, but they, you know, it was a lot of it things. It was more shelter. Just... It was like sheltering. It was like keeping you away from the bad shit when you were little. 
Yeah, and so I, I guess like the kind of mindset I have is like as long as you talk to your kids and responsible and you can see when and when not to use certain things, then it should be all right. And my mom let us watch the first Austin Powers. She did not let us watch the second second power. Uh, but she didn't let us watch the second Austin Powers for the longest time because that's the one with Fat Bastard. Oh yeah. And uh, but we definitely watched the first one a lot. And then Gold Member came out. I enjoyed Gold Member. I did too. I saw the Gold Member was the only one I saw in the theater. With Michael Caine. Michael Caine. It's not about the size. It's how you use it. No, my favorite line in all of Austin Powers, which comes from Michael Caine, is, is like two things I hate this world. Intolerance of other people's cultures and the, and the Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good one. Yeah. I fucking... It's such, uh, so Such good. a good line. And, Michael Caine. Uh, yeah. Have I ever told you about the Michael Caine uh, interview where he's talking about doing a Michael Caine impression? No. He's like, you know, usually I just talk like this and everything like that. But whenever I go on the internet, people all go, hello, I'm Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> like, he just, just goes way all over the top. Way over the top. Well, and, and you know, um, I actually got in trouble because when I saw the first Austin Powers on VHS, my parents told me not to say a single or reiterate a single line for that movie, right? And that night, my babysitter, Sarah, came over, and I fucking, I proceeded to tell her everything that it happens in the movie, like I, every joke explained, I, I every was, cuss word said, and like, I just remembered that movie, dude. And you know, I was half expecting you to be like, my parents told me not to say a single line from that movie, and then your babysitter comes in, and you're like, I swear, it's not mine, and your parents are like, not a single fucking line, nine, just nine. get a belt and beat you I to death. I swear, it's not my... No, but really, uh, <laughs> really, they uh, they didn't know, because they already left, and I, like, explained the whole movie to my babysitter, and then when my parents got back, they were like, well, you're not watching Austin Powers again for a long time. Yes, and so, guys, I know this is shorter than an hour by a little bit. Um, we almost had an hour? No, because we had to pause a few times, um, so... Yeah, I mean, we're just a little bit shy, probably 10 minutes short of it. But, hey, we hope you enjoyed yeah. this episode a I lot. I hope so, too. And we have personal shit to deal with, each of our own accord, that we need to go separate. So we do have to get going. But please, let us know what you think of these episodes. Comment on it. Look forward to our Christmas episode. Look yes. forward to that secret mystery episode. Yeah. Remember, guys, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week. Monday and Wednesday are our regular 25 to 30-minute episodes. What are we talking about? Whatever. Whatever. And um, maybe some more, like, regular talking points, news, and things that are going on. But on Fridays, we do our hour-long. So, please, we cannot keep this going on forever by ourselves. We need your help. Send us some uh, subjects, whatever. Some topics, Questions, ideas. comments, yeah. memes, whatever you want us to do. Send us uh, uh, at the empty glass on Instagram. You can just yeah. DM us at the empty glass. Or if you're listening to this on Podbeam or Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast, whatever. Leave us a comment. In leave us a comment. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely be checking them out. Let us know what you think. Rate us five stars so we can get more people on our Yelp page. Yeah. Um, at 7 p.m. I'm going to go get food. So Me too. Love you guys. Uh, yeah. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh.